So I was really looking forward today to continuing our daily mass homily series on how to worship God and breaking down the various beautiful ancient parts of this beautiful holy sacrifice. But we live in a different age. And sometimes we have to draw attention to what's happening in the midst of our world. And so our homily today is going to be on a different subject. Tomorrow we're going to continue our conversation on worship. Today what I'd like to do is talk about true equality and bad law. And it's so important as Christians that we understand the distinction here. First of all, true equality. What is it? What does that term mean? It's become so just fluid in our society today. Well, as Catholics, there should be no confusion. We go right to the catechism of the Catholic Church, drawn from divine wisdom, and the church teaches us. As a social principle, equality instructs us that men and women have, be, have been created with equal dignity. Men and women, all human beings, have this dignity. Man and woman possess an inalienable dignity, which comes immediately from God, who is our creator. Man and woman are both with one and the same dignity made in the image of God. Just think we are all reflections in our own unique way of our Father in heaven. In our being man and being woman, we reflect the creator's wisdom and goodness. And sometimes his sense of humor, huh? <laughs> As such, the principle of equality argues against any form of social or cultural discrimination and fundamental human rights on the grounds of sex, race, color, social conditions, language, or religion. Mother Church calls for all such discrimination to be curbed and eradicated as incompatible with God's design. That's true equality. It is from the moral perspective that some points have to be made, however. As a disclaimer, I know that some of these points have political ramifications, but they are addressed here among believers in their context as moral issues. Now, so let's look at the wisdom of the church. Note that being man and being woman is distinct. Although equal in dignity, the genders are not the same. Now, as elementary as that is to state that men and women are different, we live in an age where that must be observed and it must be clearly stated and told. Our difference, however, our differences are complementary. Man is designed in such a way as to complement woman, woman designed in such a way to complement man. And this complementarity can be found in the body as well as the soul of men and women. Okay, with this understanding now, we see that there are many who are using the term equality to gain social acceptance and legislative power for other issues. They use equality because as Americans and as Christians, we are all pro-equality. I just summarized our teachings. We argue for the dignity of every human life. This is why we are involved in the pro-life movement against abortion. This is why we're involved in the pro-woman movement. This is why we've been involved historically in the civil rights movement. Because as Catholics and as Christians, we are pro-equality. So they use our language. 
They use the language of good people. They use the language of our republic in order to hijack, manipulate, and to push something out else beyond this good word. So let's make some distinctions. Today the prophet tells us, the Lord says, come, let us make things right. So let's make some distinctions. And let's allow the Holy Spirit to make things right. It is a false equality to argue that man and woman are exactly the same. Now this is just ridiculous. It defies rudimentary anthropology and even the basic sense of observation. Man and woman are different. And that has now become a radical countercultural statement which shows the quick and rapid digression of our culture. And it is happening so fast. It is also false equality, as well as an assault on human dignity and our complementarity as man and woman to argue for transgenderism, that a person of one gender can change their gender such a psychological and mental illness only becomes acceptable in a culture that has indulged the emotional identity of people and allowed for the perception of reality to be imposed and to manipulate true reality. I feel like I am this. You're not. Deal with it, right? Get some help. If I tell you I'm a frog, I hope that you would tell me I'm not a frog and you would help me change. Right? Rather than accommodate me and to allow me to think and act as if I were a frog. Mental reality is different from real, true reality. This is a real illness. The people who think that they are of one gender but are actually another truly need help and we love them. We want them to get the help that they need rather than allowing them to accommodate this and to cause even further damage. This is not my observation. This is the conclusion of Dr. Paul McHugh, who was the chief of psychiatry at Johns Hopkins University from 1975 to 2001. He said, quote, I'm not against transgender people. I'm just anxious that they get the help they need. And such help is psychiatric rather than surgical. Such issues are behind the question of equality. Yes, we argue for the human dignity of anyone and for every human person. We would argue and defend and even suffer persecution for the sake of their dignity. However, arguments for supposed equality could not be accepted. It cannot be accepted when they're being used to push social engineering, transgenderism, homosexuality, and an attack on religion. Such attempts must be named and stopped in their tracks as Christians, and therefore as good Samaritans. We care about our neighbors. We care about the common good. We care for the moral health of our society. We do not hide ourselves in bunkers or silos. We go out in the midst of the world proclaiming a message that gives life, mercy, peace, and hope. 
And as Good Samaritans, we share that message. And we will argue, even legislatively, for the sake of the common good. As such, dear friends, we must speak. We speak the truth in love, but we must speak. I've said before, who has taken the tongue of the Christian believer? And how do we get it back? When is it and at what point do we become so ashamed of the Lord Jesus, who has never been ashamed of us? And when do we become so ashamed of the gospel that we claim within these four walls to live solely for him, but we walk out and we are so quick to compromise and to abandon him and his life-giving message? We must speak. Currently, this redefinition of words, such as with equality, is being used for current legislation. Our Congress is considering what is called the Equality Act, a massive exercise of irony. They want to push this Equality Act through and are making great efforts to do it quickly so that the American people don't catch on. But here's the story of the Equality Act. And dear friends, this is why we must pay attention. The Equality Act says that it wants to update the Civil Rights Movement of 1964, which was a good law and necessary in our society. But in this updating, it wants to add sexual orientation and gender identity to the act, which means it's implicitly arguing that sexual orientation and transgenderism is equal to one's race. But it gets worse. Rather than a passive law of, de of defense, the Equality Act seeks to be very aggressive toward any perceived discrimination, especially against the LGBTQ plus movement. In particular, and drawn from civil discourse, if we can call it civil discourse, such actions will specifically include houses of worship and faith-based institutions, which we are told hide behind their religion in order to discriminate others. We are targets number one in the aggressive actions of the Equality Act. Here are some other points just to illustrate this act. The Equality Act designates schools, churches, and healthcare organizations as public accommodations. We no longer get to reserve our private status or our confessional entity, our, our status as a professional confessional entity. We are declared public. With this, schools, churches, and hospitals could be forced to accept the government's benefits and mandates about sexual orientation and gender identity. We have no protection. Why are they not teaching transgenderism in our children's faith formation on Wednesday nights? We will have no protection. That would be highly intrusive and incredibly far-reaching. It will threaten everyday speech where people can be fined or lose their jobs for using the wrong name or even the wrong pronoun. I can be charged with hate speech by preaching the gospel from this pulpit. We have no protection under the Equality Act. The Equality Act will legislate that we allow boys and girls in mutual sports, a boy can join a girl's sport, a girl can join a boy's sport. They can enter each other's locker rooms and bathrooms, public shelters and institutions. Men can be placed in women's prisons and women in men's prisons. 
It will force teachers and students to publicly pretend that a biological male is a female. A total death of science. <laughs> Schools will be encouraged or mandated to instruct first, second, and third graders that they can choose to be a boy or a girl, or neither, or both, making biological sex and true science a relic of the past. Oh no, dear friends, it gets worse. The Equality Act will force, will use the force of law to across all 50 states to strip Christian and other religious ministries of their right to hire people of shared faith or pursue a shared mission. I will not be able to ask a director of catechetics whether or not they're Catholic or a practicing Catholic or whether they live by Catholic norms and morals. That would be illegal. Can you imagine a Christian organization being forced to hire people who are deeply hostile to the very beliefs to which the community is passionate and for which they live their lives. Imagine using your tithe money to pay for a staff member who hates the Catholic Church. The Equality Act will strip healthcare professionals of their rights of conscience. Our Catholic doctors and nurses will be forced to assist in procedures that violate our moral integrity. It will force doctors and medical professionals who long to do no harm to engage in gender transition surgeries, hormone blocking, cross-sex hormones, surgery, as well as abortions, the prescription of contraception, the list goes on. It is obvious that a Catholic or faith-based hospital should not have to perform gender transition surgeries that go entirely against the beliefs of our church, but we will have no protection, no legal appeal. The Equality Act will be a tool used by the government to deny or threaten accreditation to religious colleges and universities if they do not satisfy the demands of the secular, demand of the secular government to apply sexual orientation and gender identity to, norm, to, to their dorms, sports, places of privacy, and even to their Christian teachings. The act could be used as a weapon to threaten the availability of federal student loans and grants to students at, favored, at certain disfavored universities and schools. And the list goes on, dear friends. This is the crown achievement of the progressive movement in our country. That movement that hates organized religion that despises any true opposition to what it seeks to do. It will not allow for the diversity, the true diversity of opinions. It will not allow for different ways of life to live in harmony with one another within our democratic republic. It will silence, threaten, and use censures and other means in order to keep us quiet, to come into our very houses of worship, our public services, and even our instruction. And we'll seek to put a gag on this ambo so that our faith cannot be shared nor preached. The Equality Act is an instrument of the devil. It comes straight from hell in order to bind the hands and the mouths of good people who seek to speak the truth, 
to share their faith and to come in their house of worship and to live a culture according to that faith. Now, thanks be to God, here in South Carolina, both of our senators are opposed to the Equality Act. And our local congressman is opposed to the Equality Act. So normally I would tell you, write everybody, appeal, but our leadership is opposed. So I'm going to encourage you, I speak of the South Carolina side, to make sure you write these leaders and you thank them for their sanity, their courage, their leadership, because they and we will be called terrible names, xenophobic, racist, marred by discrimination, stuck in the past, hiding behind religion in order to inflict harm on our fellow man and other such terrible things that are not true. So thank our leadership. To those on the North Carolina side, you have a bigger task ahead of you, okay? And I would encourage you, let your leadership know, your elected leadership know where you stand. As Christians, we have to wake up and understand what's happening. Our bishop here in Charleston, has, in South Carolina, has issued a statement. The U.S. bishops have issued a statement. And now it's the work of the faithful to go out and to make sure that this message is heard. That people understand as Christians, we seek harm to no one. We are a people of dignity. We are a people of authentic equality. We seek no harm. We seek only the opportunity to live by our faith and to openly and without persecution or threat to share our faith in the midst of the world. We are simply asking, ironically, for equality. Right? To have our status recognized as citizens who acknowledge the existence of God and seek to live by his teaching. So let our elected leadership know either that we thank them for their moral leadership, or that we petition them that they might oppose the Equality Act. And then, dear friends, the real task we have, the real power we have, is to make sure that you pray for our country, that you fast for our country, that you remember our country at this altar. Because who would have ever imagined that in the United States of America, the simple, observable fact that a man is not a woman and a woman is not a man, would be considered hate speech, would be considered radical, extreme, discriminatory. Pray for our country. Fast for the United States of America. And pray that we can return to our true birthright. We are the land of the free and the home of the brave. We seek simply to live in that freedom and to be able to exercise that bravery. So pray for our country. Pray that whatever gas people are breathing, to think that such things as wisdom, as wisdom, pray that that gas will pass. That we might wake up the real, the real wokeness, huh? And understand what this is all doing to us. And get back to greater things. The Lord says today through the prophet, come now, let us make things right. And so truly, friends, come now, let us make things right.